Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. I am your host, Dane Kramer, and I'm glad you're along today. Today we're going to take a look at the question is, why would God order the death of a witch? Old Testament stuff. I think you'll find it interesting. If you'd like to know more about me or this podcast, just go to thethinkingchristian.us. Uh, .thinkingchristian.us. There you'll, you'll find my website. Uh, there are plenty of resources there. You can go through old podcasts, listen uh, to those as your heart is content. Um, there's other resources on my website. Feel free to go through there. There's some blogs and some just articles that I wrote and things like that. Also, there's a contact form. So if you'd like to reach out to me, just click the contact me link. And there you can fill it out and send me an email. And I will be happy to respond just as soon as I can. So uh, feel, feel free to take advantage of those things if you'd like. All right, let's uh, hop into today's episode. Why would God order the death of a witch? This is uh, taken from Exodus chapter 22 of the Old Testament. Uh, verse 18 in particular is where this uh, this verse is found, this law, and that God says you should not permit a sorcerer to live. And just as simple as that. And I suppose this verse disturbs a lot of Christians. And I guess it disturbs a lot of non-Christians as well sometimes. They think, wait a second, why is God ordering somebody to death because they choose to be a witch or a warlock or a sorcerer? Doesn't that seem kind of harsh? Jesus is the kind of guy who, who stops a stoning, not starts one. Why, why, why would God do this? Um, and it's kind of confusing to some people, I suppose. It's, um, I guess it feels unchristlike. You know, it doesn't sound like Jesus. And I guess sometimes people think, well, maybe God's changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And I certainly want to discuss that uh, idea today as well. So I suppose that's where the question comes from. It, 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 uh, it sort of affects our sensibilities, uh, our sensitivities. We think, well, that doesn't, um, that doesn't seem right. Why would God order that? All right, well... To understand that passage, or any passage in the Bible, in my opinion, we have to first understand context. Context is extremely important. Once you take anything out of its context, and I'm not talking just the Bible alone, I'm talking about anything, anything that you read or hear or speak without understanding the context in in which it is couched, it's kind of hard to understand what it means. And so we have to understand the, the, the context of Exodus chapter 22. So we have to back up a few chapters to Exodus chapter 19, where God offers himself to the nation Israel. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, God says, I will be your God, you will be my people if you follow my laws, if you follow my rules. And um, Israel accepts this. And so the, the, the following chapters basically are the various rules, the laws that God has for these people, this people Israel. And, and the rules vary. They're all over the map. I mean, there's different type of rules about how much interest to charge a, a poor person and what to do if the, if the uh, a donkey of an enemy wanders off. And I mean, just, just all types of things. And the punishments for some of these for breaking some of these rules vary. Some of them are very, very minor, minor punishments, and some are rather severe, like this one. Uh, it calls for, a, it's a capital offense, and so it calls for execution of that person. 
Again, we would never think of executing somebody because they claim to be a witch or a warlock or you know a sorcerer of some sort. And yet the Old Testament, here it is, black and white, Exodus 22:18, God calls for the death of that person. And so we're going to talk about why that is. Well, again, we have to understand the context. So God offers himself to, to Israel and says, here are the rules that you must follow. Well, first thing that we have to understand, and, and this is extremely important, and that is that if you were in the nation Israel and you didn't like these rules, let's say your heart really prompted you to be a warlock or to be a witch or to be a sorcerer, you can leave. I mean, these rules didn't apply to non-Israel nations. These, these rules that God established in, in Exodus, they didn't apply to the Canaanites. They didn't apply to the Philistines. Uh, they didn't pl- apply to the Amorites or the Babylonians or any of the people around that. They certainly didn't apply to the Egyptians. So if you felt the call, so to speak, to become a warlock, to become a witch, well, leave. I mean, it's as simple as that. These rules God has established for this one single nation, no one else. Now, I suppose in some ways it's it's similar to this. If you're an American citizen, then you are expected to pay an income tax to the IRS. And if you don't pay an income tax to the IRS, then you will be punished for that somehow. Okay, you're supposed to pay it. However, if you're a British citizen living in England... The IRS has no power over you. The IRS can't come after you if you're a British citizen living in England and working in England. The IRS has has no power, has no jurisdiction in your world. It it ends with, with those who are citizens of the United States. And I suppose then if you really object to paying the IRS anything, you can leave. I mean, you can leave, you can step outside of their jurisdiction and no longer fall under any kind of rules that they would create. And so it's very, very similar, at least in my thinking. This couldn't be more simple, uh, as I understand it. And that is, if you didn't like the rules that God was laying out for ethnic Israel, for this nation of Israel, you could leave. Pack your bags, say goodbye. And go set up shop somewhere in Egypt or something. I mean, there was no requirement that you had to remain an Israel citizen. But if you did remain an Israel citizen, if you did remain faithful to Israel, if you wanted to keep your citizenship in the nation Israel, you had to follow the rules. As simple as if you want to remain a citizen of the United States in good standing with the IRS, you got to pay your taxes. Uh, so it, it, it's rather plain, in my opinion. Now, you might say, but, you know, wait a second. Isn't the execution of a sorcerer a bit severe? Well, again, I'm going to point out, if, if you felt that in the time, if you, if you think, wait a second, I'm a witch, I'm a, I'm a warlock, I'm a sorcerer, I don't like these rules, again, you can leave. You know, you, that, that option is open to you. You can pack your bags and, and leave. But if you decide to stay, well, again, you have to follow the rules. But, but is, it, is it severe? Well, I mean, God was making the rules. As I understand it, it's his prerogative. He established the rules and said, I will be your God if you follow my rules. And so 
I don't even understand somebody. I don't even understand how someone would want to claim God as their God and yet not follow His rules. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Um, and so it's God's prerogative. It's God's choice to say, "I don't want sorcerers. I don't want witches living in Israel." He has the right to say that. He has the right to do that. And if you don't like it, you leave. I mean, it's as simple as that. I don't even how I don't mean how to make it any more simple than that. Um, so the next question I think somebody might ask is, well, then why don't we execute sorcerers today? Why don't Christians execute sorcerers? You know, if, if we find a sorcerer, if we find a witch operating, a, a what, what are those tarot card readers down the street? You know, they'll read your palm or something like that. Why don't Christians kill those people? Yeah, you probably would ask, or someone might ask very, ask very facetiously. Facetiously, <laughs> someone might, you know, rhetorically say, you know, you know, why don't you kill those people? You know, right? Well, the reason why I believe is because these rules that God had established was for a nation, was for a nation that has had boundaries, and they were a, a nation that was to be governed, and they had a rules to keep them um, governed. In the current era, our current relationship with God is different. Christians don't belong to any particular nation, at least not a nation with boundaries. We are a, we're a spiritual nation. We're a spiritual people, I suppose you could say. But we don't have national boundaries. We don't have cities. We don't have governments. We don't have those kinds of, of visible operations in our quote-unquote land because we have no land. And therefore, the rules, the type of rules that would govern us would have to be different than the type of rules that would govern a, 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 a nation of people. And we do have rules. Uh, Jesus said, I, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. And so we're certainly called to love. And those who don't, do not love, well, they really shouldn't be part of the nation of Jesus. And, you know, I suppose if someone say, well, wait a second, I... You know, I'm a Christian, but I don't want to love. <laughs> well, you you can't be, you know. You, you can't not follow Jesus' rules and belong to Jesus. And likewise, in the Old Testament, you can't, fall, you can't rebel against the rules of God and say, I'm not going to follow God's rules, but I want to belong to God. And you can't have both. Uh, if, you, if you choose to belong to God, then you are required to follow his rules. If you choose to be a follower of Jesus, then you must follow Jesus. Kind of as simple as that. So I, I really, I, I guess in a sense, I don't quite get the objection to, you know, uh, co condemning sorcerers to death. If God wanted to do that, he certainly has the prerogative. And today, since he doesn't govern a, a nation of people, like in the Old Testament times, he, he governs a people that live throughout the world, and we don't have national boundaries to protect. And those of us who belong to Christ are this kind of invisible spiritual people. Uh, and it wouldn't include sorcerers. It wouldn't include people living in rebellion to God. And therefore, there's no need to execute sorcerers anymore. Well, I hope that helped. To me, it's, again, rather black and white. If we follow God, then we have to follow the rules that he's established. And just like the Old Testament, if you don't like the rules that God established, don't follow them. 
you can pack your bags and leave. In fact, you don't even have to pack your bags. There's nowhere to go. If you don't like the rules that God has established today and you decide not to be a follower of His, then His rules don't apply to you. Oh, it may not go well for you in the end, but that's your choice for now. Following Jesus means following the rules that He's established. If we don't follow His rules, we're not a follower of Jesus. Well, that should wrap it up for today. If you uh, care to leave a comment, do so. Share this on your own social media platform. That'd be great. And I will see you the next time on the Thinking Christian Podcast.